Hello and welcome to Two Defeats from a Crisis, the review show on Saturday at 3. My name's Andrew, joined tonight to discuss Rangers' very excellent 5-0 win over Dundee by one of my very favourite potters, Kenny. How you doing, man? I'm really good, Andrew. I hope you're well. I'm delighted with last night. It was tremendous. Yes, absolutely. It's uh, been the kind of thing that we've been kind of crying out for, especially since we heard the handbrake was coming off. This, by any definition, was the handbrake coming off of this Rangers team. This was fast-paced, attacking football. We looked like we could have scored double what we did. Really, really good. Um, and against a team who are fairly well organised, I think that's the first time that Dundee have been beat this season at home. So, really good result for us. Um, and a lot of, I think, important goals and important moments in this game as well. So, um, very excited to go through this one, mate. Yeah, me too. Uh, thoroughly entertaining evening last night. So, this will be fun, hopefully. Absolutely. Um, and a uh, quick bit of uh, personal news, at least as far as the podcast is concerned. This is our 100th episode. So it's 100 episodes of us chatting shit um, all about Rangers. Yeah. We've seen we're onto our third manager now already. So, um, you know, we're, we're obviously doing something right. Nice to be landmark, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, but it's it's very nice to, to get to that marker. So we say at the end of, the, of every episode anyway, but I do want to thank all of our listeners, everyone who's uh, subscribed, followed, liked, commented, shared the podcast around and, uh, and even talked to us. Um, thank you very much. We, we couldn't have done this without you. We wouldn't be here without you. So I do appreciate that very much. And I'm saying it now. Otherwise, I'll forget to do it at the end of the episode. So thank you all, guys. Um, we really appreciate it. Here's yeah, the thank 600. You. Um, alrighty, so Rangers v Dundee. Slightly changed lineup from the previous game. Uh, we start with Butlin and goal, back four of Tav, Golton, Leon Balligan, and uh, Ridvan. Then we have Lundstrom, Jack, and Lammers with Seema, Wright, and Danilo up top. In terms of the starting lineup, then, Kenny, I mean, your thoughts? Interesting to see Balligan come back in. I think uh, it's clear that Ben Davis has picked up a knock because he didn't even make the bench there. Um, and yeah, seeing persistence with Lammers as well, Wright getting a start. All yep. in all, quite interesting. Uh, um, I, I, I've, I've always quite liked Leon Balligan as a player. He has his faults, we all know that. He's, but you know, he's he's a he's a reliable, solid centre half. Uh, I thought he had a good game last night. Actually, very good game. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Nice to see Danilo start uh, and get more minutes in his legs. That was good to see. He had a terrific game. Absolutely superb. Yeah. Uh, Davis was yeah. Davis uh, Davis was injured and uh, Suter was injured as well, isn't he? So yeah, uh, that's why Balogun starts. I thought he did really well, as I said. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Lundstrom had a good game. Um, surprised. Uh, well, not not overly surprised, but a little bit surprised that Scott Wright got the start in front of uh, Young McCausland because I thought McCausland has been doing well when he's come on. Uh, but again, I thought, you know, Clement was ind- uh, vindicated with that because Scott Wright had a decent game as well, I thought. So, Absolutely. Um, not, you know, I, 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 to be fair, it's the same with Yilmaz. I thought he had a, a little bit of a shaky start, but he came on to a game um, and I thought Yilmaz played quite well as well. So, yeah, he got uh, he got it right on the night, did Mr uh, Clement. So, fair play to him. I think we've got plenty to discuss in terms of the way the game went and yeah he's he's doing well isn't he and, uh, <laughs> i think there was a stat floating around twitter today about the uh, the xg um yeah. and our our per i think our average xg so expected goals is almost double of what it was under McBeal. so that i mean stats don't tell the whole story right some of this yeah. comes down to the eye test as well we look like we're more attacking. We look like we're more goal hungry. So it's reflected in the stats, obviously, but, but it looks much better as well. Yeah, I, I seen that the, the XG. I can't remember what it was under Beal, and I know it's only a few games, but uh, mm. it was well under two. It was like one and a half goals a game or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and yeah. it's and I think it's it's about that. And I think it's near. It's over, It's about three and a half goals a game that. Yeah, it's the expected. Uh, rate uh, under Clement so far so 
Um, yeah, the handbrake is coming off, Andrew, as you say. I think he's getting his point across in training, and it looks uh, like, and I, I, but you know yourself, we don't want to get carried away, but it does look like exciting times because the players seem to be buying into it. Absolutely. And I think the thing is, it's early days, right? We we, we don't want to get carried away, as you say. It's um, it's only a limited number of games. We, we still, we haven't played everyone in the league yet. There's one certain big game that will happen at the end of December that will be a, a good marker. Um, and we still have, um, you know, hopefully two, um, two more cup ties to, uh, to get to a trophy. So we've still got some big games coming up and we've still got some real tests for this squad. But so far... In pretty much all of the big games um, under under Phil, we we haven't been let down. So you know, here's hoping that can continue for a little while longer. Yeah. Before we um, before we even get to the game, though, obviously this was scheduled for a quarter to eight kickoff. The game doesn't actually kick off until half past eight. Uh, this is due to an accident on the road into Dundee. So um, they actually send the the kit kit man ahead. Um, he got there in 20 minutes coming from St Andrews, which is where the Rangers players were staying. Rangers players were in traffic for two hours. Um, yeah. Not not exactly an ideal preparation for the game there, Kenny. No, it's 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 horrific. And I, I noticed that, uh, well, the game is nearly off due to the weather as well, apparently. But yeah. um, I noticed that Rangers and Dundee were, were putting... Uh, traffic information up all day, saying that they, they knew it was going to be... Uh, horrific conditions to try and get to Dundee because of the amount of road works and road closures and stuff like that as well. Mm-hmm. And as you say, to compound all that, there's a there's, there's an accident on the road that the Rangers are on that just you know t- draws it to a standstill, doesn't it? So yeah, yeah very difficult, and uh, that's not easy. You know yourself. You know, it, no matter what you're doing, whether you're playing football or. <laughs> going anywhere when you're stuck in traffic like that uh, for that amount of time uh, it's 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 frustrating at the best of times so uh, gladly it didn't seem to affect them and if anything it might well have drove them on a bit and, and got them quite possibly uh, yeah a little bit pissed off if anything else you know <laughs> which was I mean uh, I'm bad enough after getting delayed 10 minutes on the train there Kenny so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean two hours that's yeah. bad thinking about it's, really it's a long time from St Andrews to Dundee <laughs> And yeah, two hours is ridiculous. <laughs> Honestly, that's um, it's a, it's a, what is it? A twenty-minute drive, as you say, something like that. Exactly right. Yeah, and then unfortunately we do kick off, and then two minutes later the game stopped again. Um, it's due to pyro display in the Rangers' end. Um, now this happens all across Europe with no real issue, but apparently up at Dundee they're not quite used to this uh, modern fire technology. Um, so the fire alarms went off. I think at this point, the game was in serious danger of being called off. Uh, Dundee apparently making the argument that their floodlights couldn't be on that late, um, enough to to sort of cater for the game. Police Scotland, I think, had a view that maybe they should call the game as well. So thank heavens they didn't, because otherwise we would have been deprived of a really good um, show. I guess, Kenny, just um, quickly, because I don't particularly want to dwell on this, you know, we're kind of here to talk about the football, but... Philip Clement, after the game, did say that he his preference would be to keep the fire um, away from the pitch. Mm-hmm. I, I I think it's a difficult one for me because I, I mean I mean I'm almost in two minds about it. It adds to the atmosphere. It does add to the game. It is part of you know that that fan ultra experience, right? But at the same time, after sitting waiting for two hours and then you're still not actually playing the game, you're getting delayed for another fifteen minutes, as it was in the end. It's just it's very frustrating, both from you know someone who's not at the game as well as for the players themselves and the manager as well. Yeah, I, I can see both sides of it to be honest. I, I, look, I thought it looked fantastic. Um, those boys do a tremendous job uh, backing that team, so uh, you're not going to get any criticism of them off of me. Um, was it the wisest thing to do? Perhaps not. You know, during you know, simply due to the fact that the game had been delayed for so long and stuff like that. And you know, Dundee's uh, Dens Park is is a very old stadium, very very old. In fact, I believe I think it's their main stand is 
a, a wee strange fact for you. I think it's actually uh, regarded by FIFA as the most traditional football stand on earth. Do you know that? Oh wow! Okay. But genuinely, yeah, yes. I think they. I think that's actually true, because it's uh, one of the oldest on earth. Actually, yeah. nowadays, their their uh, their main stand. I know that that wasn't on the main stand, but the fire alarm went off, didn't it? So yeah, you know that apparently, with uh, the absolute nonsense uh, regulations that health and safety uh, will bring to you meant that they had to get the fire service in to, to make sure there was no fire. Uh, so, you know, you could see it from everybody's point of view. I'm not going to sit and criticise Tony Dockery uh, for his stance on it. But at the same time, get the game on, get it played, yeah. get back down the road. It's 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 a few... Fl- I, don't get me wrong, I understand people are a little bit up in arms in Scotland today about it, but... That's because it's Rangers, Andrew. And well, exactly. No other Kidding. reason than that. Yeah. We had a penalty and a referee assist that we'll get to as well. So there's plenty <laughs> for everyone to get stuck into yeah. on this game. Um, anyway, so we've had, what, an hour's worth of delays for the kickoff time. We've uh, obviously been postponed even getting to the ground. But all of that combined still doesn't seem to have affected the team because it only takes up until the fifth minute. Leon Balogun, who, Kenny, I think as you say, and I agree, had a very good game, especially coming in pretty much out the cold. Mm-hmm. He makes a storming Majid Bouguera-esque run straight from the heart of the defence, puts the ball into the D-low, he squares it across. It's maybe a shot, maybe a cross. Um, Carson gets a hand to it, but doesn't really do enough with it. Lammers is there, but right behind him is Ryan Jack, who just gets right into it and blasts it into the back of the net. 1-0 Rangers after five minutes, Kenny. Excellent. A superb start, and yeah, it's down to, with all respect to Danilo and Ryan Jack for the tap in there, it's all down to Leon Balogun. He takes three of their, their players completely out of the game, just runs right past them at pace. Uh, and you forget that Balogun's got a bit of pace about him as well, mm-hmm. you know, because we haven't seen him so long, but he is pacey. Um, cracking run, uh, nice wee, you know, kind of through ball into Danilo, mm-hmm. who, as you say, kind of uh, hits it first time. Their keeper's awful. Um, yeah. He is. I, I mean that in the nicest possible way, but in that <laughs> incident, he's absolutely awful. Um, he's got to do something with it instead. You know, it just kind of hits off him. And, yeah. Uh, poor, poor, poor stuff. But ter- terrific start for us. I was um, pleasantly surprised, Andrew, because it's been a long, <laughs> it's been a long time, really, since... You know, we've been away from home and just settled right away. And uh, even before that, we looked as if we were up for it. We looked as if we were on it right away, which was nice Absolutely. to see, Andrew. Yeah. No, it was very good. Um, and we continued that kind of attacking run with um, the 10th minute. Lammers picks up the ball in a useful position, hits the side netting, unfortunately. I, me and my dad were watching this on Rangers TV Uh obviously, while we're having a brief holiday uh, in the Netherlands. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I got up to celebrate this one when I when I saw Lammers take the shot, and then obviously he doesn't score. And um, we had a little back and forth about how, I mean, it's Lammers, there's no point celebrating if he takes a shot. He's never going to score one, you know? So yeah. that's, uh, that's what we call foreshadowing in the business. Um, <laughs> Ten minutes later, Balogun picks up, I think, a relatively soft yellow. The only reason I wanted to bring this up was, at that point, Balogun's still got another 17 minutes to play. He plays all of them, which, again, for a player coming in out of the cold is good on its own. But then the fact that he, you know, manages to play in such a controlled way that he never even looks in danger of picking up a second yellow. I just thought it was really good to see, really professional from Leon Balogun. Um, Excellent performance all round, but I think it was reflected in... How how dicey it could have been under a, you know a player with a different mentality. He never looked must by that. Always seemed calm, collected, and um, yeah, it was just really good to see. Yeah, it's that experienced head on old shoulders, isn't it? Mm. Um, he's a he's a good he's a good tactical player, Balligan. You know, he, I'm not going to sit here and big him up for the sake of bigging him up. We all know his limitations here, but. Um, he, he, he is great backup 
He really is. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I thought he just played that like the the wily old fox that he was. And to be fair, I thought the midfield protected our back four really well last night as well. Yeah. They, Dundee did not get a sniff, really. They had that the one chance. I'm sure you'll come to in the second half. But mm-hmm. um, apart from that, we... we, 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 we coped with them uh, with consummate ease, uh, uh, Andrew. We we did play very very well last night. Absolutely. Um, in in terms of the rest of the first half, then we've only got kind of got one more action point there. Thirty second minute, Danilo has a strike which is saved by Carson. Um, you know, again, he's getting to the right positions. He's getting shots on target, which is obviously good for us to see. So. I think he he was quite quiet, I think, in the first half. You know, you'd see him making efforts. The defence, though, was certainly making things happen because Balogun obviously has his run out, but we saw Golton doing that as well. And it's just a bit more of that variety in the build-up play that we like to see because we've seen far too many times with this Rangers team that they will lapse into just hoofing balls into the box and hoping someone gets on the end of it. Instead, we had guys trying to split the lines. We had guys trying to play through. We had the defence on the overload, and we had crosses being whipped into the box as well. So all of that different variety means that we become more unpredictable to play against. We we have more variety. We have different ways of scoring goals. So really good to see that. Yeah. Uh, I'm, sta- I'm sitting here bobbing my head, agreeing with you all the way through that there, actually. Um, the... That was very noticeable from Balogun and Goulton. Um, the the different ways that they were trying to get forward, uh, as you say, that variety, the the fact that they were um, playing short balls, like mid length mm-hmm. balls, long balls, about and down down the sides through the middle. It was very varied, um, and that was really good to see. Uh, dare I say, it, Andrew, we are beginning to see patterns of play. Uh, that aha, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, almost um, like like some kind of strategic plan or something, you know? Sorcery is what it is. <laughs> um, it, it is. It, it, it was really encouraging last night. And uh, listen, we, uh, we'll keep our feet in the ground, Andrew, as we we always do on this pod. Mm-hmm. But but. Um, the signs are encouraging that uh, Clemong is beginning to get his message across and it very much looks like the players are taking it on board. For sure, for sure. So we go into the break, half-time, 1-0. There's no changes there. Um, same teams back out, I think, quite fairly. I, I didn't see any reason to change any of their players because I think all of them, even including Lammers, really, you know, lack of a goal-scoring um, sort of cutthroat position aside, all looked very effective. Um, Butland has had nothing to do, which is obviously a really good sign. It's like nice uh, white strips still looking pristine, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, 49th minute then, there's another effort from Danilo, goes over the bar. Uh, I think at this point in the group chat, there was a little bit of grumbling, you know, oh, fuck's sake, he's got to score some of these, you know. And luckily, we did not have to wait long for him to do so, because two minutes later, he gets the goal. Uh, really good build-up play from Scott Wright and Seema. And, I mean, he's looking very, very clinical at the moment. I, you know, albeit we've just talked about two kind of opportunities that he squandered. But when he gets into a good position, and when he gets into a good groove, he's pretty lethal out there yeah. so excellent to see yeah listen I, I, I'll, I'll we'll go back to the, uh, the 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 chance that he missed at the start of the set just before he scored where he uh, he he t- takes the ball on the halfway line and it's two touches Andrew uh, mm-hmm. and he's gone and it, you know he doesn't hit the ball right it, you know he, he, he hits it um, well he hits it high doesn't he that's you, yeah we know that anyway but it was the same with the, the couple, you know, the two or three chances he had in the first half as well. That um, a little bit of composure, a little bit of coaching here, uh, and you could see this boy being really quite special because on each each and every occasion that he missed uh, up to that point where he scored, uh, he was hitting the ball up and you know off the ground. But mm-hmm. on every single occasion, if he keeps it on the ground, he, he he's going to score. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, I, I'm excited about this boy. I must admit, I think his his movement off the ball, his 
Um, his link-up play, uh, his pace, he's, he's really quite pacey, uh, and he's finishing, Andrew. This boy looks as if he's uh, got serious potential for us. Uh, and it was a tidy, tidy finish. And the good thing about it was that you could see um, that he wasn't going crazy about scoring the goals. It, it, you know, it's obviously like the misses had been playing a little bit in his mind, and he was like, well, "Sure, yeah." So yeah. you know, he was. It, but instead of dwelling on it, you know, like a couple of other or other players have been doing this season, obviously, um, he it just made him all the more de- determined, didn't it? And as I say, yeah. kept it low. Bang, bottom corner, really nice, tidy finish from him, Andrew. I think I think that's a mark of a good striker, right? You, you know, I want to see strikers getting angry when they don't score. You know, because you need to use that as motivation. I think we have seen with with Dessas and Lammers, who you know we're going to go on to praise later on, mm-hmm. that they um, that they really have taken you know that lack of scoring or, or you know the lack of clinical finishing too hard. You know, and you can see it get to them just in terms of their body language, their mood, their general demeanour. So. From Danilo's point of view, he's just determined to get goals. And if he doesn't get them, he doesn't get sad about it. He gets mad about it. And that's really good to see because I want players to be angry and motivated to score. Um, and he certainly looks like he is. Um, he, he also looks like the most natural kind of number nine, a finisher out of the three of them mm-hmm. uh, by, by quite a distance. You know, the, you know. We need to, you know, sometimes we need to be a little bit fairer with our, our, our players, Andrew, because <laughs> uh, we are not an easy, easy audience, you know, <laughs> we, and we never have been. But um, these guys are both coming, and, you know, we know, and we know what Michael Beale was trying to do, and, you know, it's... Do we? Uh, well, <laughs> in, in the sense of his signings, that you know, we're oh. taking guys that uh, had had this high... Uh, level of potential and had slightly fallen, you know, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. from that that plateau, if you like, um, and try to take a chance on him and, and the belief that he was a good coach and he would make them better. Now we know what happened, but these guys aren't the most confident coming here, so uh, I think they need a little bit of a a hug or a, <laughs> at times rather than a getty. That we we are, we are very likely to give them at times, you yeah. know. And, um, it's and I, think, just, I think I think Kenny to that point. I think we are seeing some of that happening from from Big Phil here. You know, he he does seem very keen on the individual man management aspects of this because we've seen him. You know, when players are coming on as a sub, you can see him having words in the ears of them. When players yeah. are coming off as well, he's talking to them, talking them through it, explaining why he's doing that. You know, we're getting all of this stuff. And it's really good to see that because it did seem to be something that was lacking with Michael Beale, where, you know, players would come off and on and, and occasionally there didn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to it. Here, you know, we can see some of the strategy that's being employed in terms of those subs and, you know, when and where they're being made. Um, so really good to see, really good to see. Yeah, it is. And the the thing that I, I I agree with you on there is is the way he is talking to players. I noticed it on uh, Sunday's at, at the end of Sunday's game as well. He he went up to the big Abdallah Sima and had a proper word in his ear. Um, you know, run about the half you know halfway line. He was talking and talking and talking to him. It's really mm-hmm. interesting to see that. That he's obviously, it's a, and I'm not comparing, so anybody listening to this won't think I am, <laughs> but it's a little bit like Pep, isn't it? Uh, sure. Pep's got that about him as well, that he's constantly talking to his players um, through a game, half time as they're walking off the pitch, full time. Uh, and uh, it's encouraging, Andrew. It really is. Absolutely. So we, um, we come five minutes after this. Uh, excellent goal from Danilo to Dundee's pretty much only clear-cut chance here. There's a double save from Jack Butland. Um, he's He's been an observer for fixed 56 minutes. He gets called into action here, pulls off not one but two excellent saves, um, keeps us firmly in the game, I think puts the wind completely out of Dundee's sails because they didn't really have another sniff after this. I mean, we, we've talked about Butlins and his quality before, but it's always worth reiterating that the big handsome bastard that he is because he, he I think, for a, the early period of this season was 
head and shoulders our best player. He is still demonstrating that he has that level of skill. So it's not just a case of he's being the best of bad luck. He is demonstrating exactly why I think he's been the best signing that we've made this summer window and why he looks really well set to inherit that kind of long legacy of excellent goalkeepers that we've had going back a good long way here at Rangers. So excellent to see that. Yeah, it was. Listen, um, uh, it's the first the first strike um, actually takes a bit of a deflection because you can see he's got to adjust right at the last minute. And we've seen it uh, uh, last week in Prague as well with the, the double save there. He is up like a flash. It's, it's unbelievable how quickly that boy's getting up um, from a save, if you like. He's, he's just different gravy at the minute. Uh, you don't expect um to not save things. That's the kind of uh, mm-hmm. the the best way I could put it. You know the the, the likes of the goal we lost in uh, in Sunday there was Lauren Shanklin. He's got he's not got a prayer on that. It's just a great header right back across him. He's, he doesn't have an earthly getting that, but anything mm-hmm. that you think he can get to, he's he's getting to it. Um, and I don't know if you've seen the the video that's doing the rounds on Twitter today. Um, there's a video, uh, a, an alternative commentary video. Have yes. you seen it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Where he call, he's, where the boy calls him the most handsome spectator <laughs> in the stadium, <laughs> which I did laugh at. Um, he, it's it, listen. He, he's easily easily been our best signing in the summer, um, and he seems to be enjoying it. And he's got a new song, hasn't he? Um, Absolutely. <laughs> which is uh, funny because he seemed to enjoy it last night. That was good to see. <laughs> no, I mean, it's always good. I, it's a sign that we've taken a player into our hearts when, um, when they get a song about them. Yeah. Sometimes they're better than others, obviously. But, um, yeah. Well, uh, the, the original of that song's horrific. I cannot stand that <laughs> band. But, but I, did like, I did enjoy the wee, the wee ditty, put it that way. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um so a couple more points then to go through here before we get to the next uh, goal, which is going to come from an unexpected source. Uh, we have Seema coming off, Todd on. I think it's fair to say that um, it wasn't Seema's night. Uh, I think he had, you know, a couple of opportunities, no real clear-cut chances. I don't think it's, you know, fair to say it's a dip in form. He had an excellent run there um, towards the latter end of Michael Beale's run and then right at the start of uh, Big Phil's reign. So, you know, sometimes it's not going to be your night, but the fact that we had, you know, five different goal scorers across the, the piece here, I, I'm, it's not a major issue for me to be concerned about. And again, it's getting some more fitness into some of these other players as well. We know how important Todd Campbell will be for us uh, over the course of the season, if and when he's fit. So, you know, giving him a, giving him a full half hour to kind of get up and uh, get some more minutes in the legs is is only a good thing. Yeah, listen. The, the the one thing I'll say about Sima in regard to Felix Clement here, um, he's played a lot of minutes. Um, the last couple of months he's been playing mm-hmm. constantly, um, and I don't I, I don't envisage that um, Philip Clement when he looks at that properly, uh, and he already will have. Don't get me wrong, but when he actually realizes that he'll be you know he's been playing too often. And that's down to injuries and stuff like that. We all know that. But uh, there'll be a reason for his, his drop-off in form, Andrew. And it, it will be... And I think we need to remember, he's only just turned 22. He's a kid. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, and he's play, He's having to play twice a week, every week. Um, you know, it, it's a new experience for him, I would imagine. Uh, up to a point, anyway. I know he played with Slavia and they would have been quite similar. But, um, it, you know, it's... It, it's high intensity emotional uh, football we are playing at the minute, and yeah, there's a, a, you have to expect a slight drop off with with of the lad. Yeah. So we uh, we move on. Uh, Danilo has another couple of edits, um, efforts rather. He's got a header that goes wide. Another one gets saved by Carson. At this point, it's coming into the seventieth minute. You think, oh, you know, maybe we're just going to settle for the two 0 here. It's still not the worst result in the world especially given the circumstances, the weather, the delay, everything there. But then on the 74th minute, Lammers picks up the ball again from the outside of the box. I'm sitting with my hands firmly underneath my legs, determined not to celebrate. And Lammers rockets one 
right off the bar and into the goal. It's a phenomenal goal, absolutely outstanding from the most unexpected source as well. What a goal, Kenny. Ridiculous. <laughs> Genuinely ridiculous. And if you were watching the group chat, you'll know that I missed it. I went for a pee. Uh, and combat, Timing was, is everything there, Kenny. I, 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 you better <laughs> believe it, mate. I, I was utterly, utterly pissed off. <laughs> I had missed it. Like you come back and you know that you are joking me. I've waited all season for this. You'll um, never see it again now, Kenny. <laughs> but the, I'll tell you what, once I had seen it, listen, that is unstoppable. And that's unstoppable. Oh, absolutely. At any level of football, it's a top, top, top elite strike. Um, no, you could put two keepers there. You, you could be put playing that. The, you know, you could be hitting that strike in a Champions League final or a World Cup fight. There's no keeper on earth who's going to stop that. It's just ridiculously good. Um, and fair play to the kid because nobody's seen it coming. Um, <laughs> and look, the, the one thing I will say, Andrew, uh, uh, I've seen a little bit of footage on Rangers TV, uh, and his his teammates are absolutely delighted for him. Mm-hmm. They really are. So he's obviously quite well liked within the place, you know. You know, within the the, the club. Um, and listen, he's got his faults. We all know he's how, how his form has been, Andrew. Mm-hmm. But you cannot fault the boy. Um, for his effort, actually, if anything else, now he might be hiding at times because, um, you know, how would I put this? Uh, he, he might be slightly hiding at times because he's just having an absolute nightmare game and he's giving it. I don't want to be, you know, getting in the way almost. I certainly, yeah, degree. I want I want to crawl into a hole and disappear here, but you know, almost, yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what, he didn't do that last night. I, I didn't think he mm. was great last night in any way. But I've, I've, I've heard a few and seen a few say that he thought he was off. I didn't think he was awful last night at all. I thought he was okay. Uh, I didn't think he was good. You know, I'm not sitting, saying that he was a 7 out of 10 or an 8 out of 10. But I didn't think he had a bad game yet last night. I thought he was all right. And um, I genuinely am delighted for him. I thought it was... You could see the relief and the, the, the exhilaration on his face. You know, he was delighted to score and fair play to him because... That's that's going to be up there with goal of the season for us at some point at the end of the season. No, I completely agree, Kenny. And it's a weight off the shoulders as well. I think it was something like 16 games that he'd gone without getting a goal. Yeah, um, so, um, you know, it, it, it's that thing where you, you start to feel sorry for, for Lammers, you know, prior to this goal, because... I think more than anything, you could see the effort there. You could see that he was trying, and for whatever reason, nothing was coming off for him. So, to get to get back into the scoring in that manner will do him the absolute world of good. Um, two minutes later, it's three nil. We, we think the game's won at this point. So, Danilo and Jack both come off. A quick word on Ryan Jack. Obviously, got the goal. I think he performed very well for me. Um, slotted in, didn't look like he was at all bothered. Um, really good to see. Uh, and Danilo, obviously, plenty of efforts. Only scored the one, unfortunately, but um, you know, always looked like he was um, putting the effort in. He was doing this like odd thing where he'd like hold the ball up rather than just giving it directly to the Dundee players. Really good to see that. Um, obviously, it's unusual. It, it certainly is for this team this season, um, but um, really encouraging to see that as well. Um, Obviously, with Dess and Sifuentes, is coming back from an injury, so it's getting some minutes into the legs. Dessas, I mean, Big Phil's already worked one miracle tonight. He's managed to get Lamas to score a goal, so yeah. you know maybe maybe he's going to do similar for uh, for Big Surreal. And um, yeah, we didn't have long to wait because you know not even ten minutes later, um, there's a there's a corner for Dundee uh, breaks breaks two Rangers. Um, there's a Dundee player who runs into Clancy, the the official there. Um, Lammers picks up the ball, throws forward just this really excellent threaded pass, and Dessas gets onto the end of it, outstrips his um, his defender, and just places this ball straight into the back of the net. Um, phenomenal goal, and uh, again coming from a fairly unexpected source. Now the interesting thing about this one. 
setting aside the fact that Des has got a goal, which looks deliberate and everything, like he was trying to do it. Um, the Dundee players, as soon as one of their men runs into Clancy, they all start, like every single one of them to a man, stops and starts gesturing towards the referee. Now, I'll admit, I'm not a, an accredited referee, nor am I a professional player, but I believe the ball is the thing that's got to hit the referee for there to be a stoppage of play. You can run into the referee as much as you like. He might get annoyed about it after a while, but it doesn't cause an automatic stoppage of the game. And again, it comes back to a point that we have said about Rangers far too often. You play to the whistle. Don't stop because you think something's going to be given. And it wasn't because their defence was completely stopped. Dessers did really well to get the finish there. And it's a great pass from Lammers as well. I don't want to take anything away from those two things. But Dundee were shooting themselves in both feet with this one. Yeah, it's it, it's laughable. It's quite funny. Um, I, and I did chuckle. The game was already over. And I think, they're, mm. they're, I, I, to be fair to their fans, I think they're probably aware of that as well. But uh, yeah. I, having watched it a couple of times now, um the, the Dundee player is going towards the ball and Kevin Clancy's stepping back. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kevin Clancy's got no idea the boy's there. The boy does know, the Dundee player does know that Kevin Clancy's there. Um, I, it, I, I, I mean, it wasn't like he was difficult to miss. He was wearing like a luminous yellow correct. jersey, for fuck's sake. Um, so. But you're absolutely right in terms of the, you know, as, as we we all know, it, it, if it, the ball hits Kevin Clancy, then the, the game gets stopped. But not mm. for something like that. That kind of stuff happens all the time. Um, all over, there'll, there'll be games, <laughs> numerous games in Europe every single week. That you see that kind of, you know, not exact identical, but you'll see that play, players bumping yeah. into referees and stuff like the game doesn't get stopped. So, um, yeah, uh, Kevin Clancy involved in the Rangers goal shocker, absolutely brilliant. But I have I'll no tell idea you what, how high this goes, Kenny. You know, that yeah, unseen well, Masonic can. It's, um, it's, it's still it's doing wonderful. its devious work. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Clancy and Masonic in the same sentences. I know, right? Is. But, but I'll tell you what, you know, a little bit of uh, credit to Lammers. It is a wonderful ball. So Lammers mm-hmm. has come away with a goal and an assist. It's the same with Danilo for Lammers' goal. He's come away, Danilo's come away with a goal and an assist. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dessers takes his goal really, really well. Um, yeah. uh, he just plays it. He, again, I'm going to be critical of uh, the, the Trevor Carson. Um, he, he leaves a gaping big hole at his near post. Mm-hmm. Dessers sees it and just, you know, he just pings it. He just leathers it, connects really well with it. Keeper's not got a chance. Uh, in at the near post and a, a, a very tidy finish. Um, yeah. Yeah, it really is, uh, and it's a lovely goal. A um, uh, little bit, com- little bit of comedy thrown in at the start <laughs> of it as well. So, yeah, happy days for nothing. And, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think it's a it's a marker as well. You know, we, um, we we've talked before about how some strikers, if they get too long to think about a goal, they'll miss it. You know, we saw it a lot of times with Morelos where, you know, if he had a snapshot or like a reaction finish, he would do it every single time. Kenny Miller was quite similar. Yeah. Whereas when you had, you know, a minute or two to think about it, suddenly you'd overthink it and you'd mess it up. Dessers has to run up half the pitch here. And not only does he manage to do that, he doesn't exactly sclaff it into the box either. He places this really well, as oh, you no, say, finding finding that space. And um, it's a cracking finish. It, as I say, Andrew, you can see it perfectly from there's a, a, a camera angle behind the goal, and and he gives him about a yard to aim at, um, maybe maybe slightly more actually, but it's about mm-hmm. a yard, and Dessa sees it, and you can see him look up and see the see the space, and he, he, he as I say, Carson is expecting it to go across goal, and he's he's even wrong footed him. Uh, you know, if you actually watch it again, Carson barely moves because he's expecting it to go one way and it's leathered past him to to the keeper's right-hand side. It, it is genuinely a very tidy finish. Uh, and again, I'm going to say it, absolutely delighted for for Dessers, for Serial Dessers, because mm-hmm. uh, he's had a tough, tough time uh, of late. So good luck to him. Uh, hope it helps him kick on a little bit as well, Andrew. 
That's always been the thing. You know, we, we've obviously signed both of these players for substantial money. It's a big outlay. If we can start getting a tune out of them, then it's very promising. It suddenly means that two kind of big assets on our books start looking like they're, you know, part of the way to, um, to earning their corn, as it were. Um, so it's all very encouraging. Again, all the normal caveats. It's only one game. It's 4-0 up, all that stuff. It's to take us 4-0 up, rather. But nonetheless, still all encouraging to see. Um, we don't have too much else. Um, the 85th minute, so just two minutes after that fourth goal goes in, both Lammers and Scott Wright come off with uh, Kieran Dowell and uh, young Ross McCoslin both coming on. Um, for Lammers in particular, I think this was a good sub to make just because it gave him that kind of reception from the crowds. Uh, I think it was only Rangers fans left in the pitch, um, <laughs> left, left in the ground at this point. So um, so it was good to see because he got a good reception. He did seem to take heart from that as well. Yeah. Um, reintroducing Dowell um, after his injury and getting the young boy on as well for, for the last kind of five, ten minutes. Th- those are both good things to see because McCoslin has looked like he's got a lot of promise. Um, Dow again is a player we've got some high hopes for. I think we um, we've seen in glimpses the kind of potential he has as an attacking midfielder for us. So both encouraging to see those guys getting some more minutes and getting up to fitness. And then finally, the the last kind of big moment of the game. Again, I think all throughout this we were attacking, we were getting balls forward, we were getting into the box, we were getting to danger areas in the box. There are probably two penalty-worthy fouls that take place here. The um, the first is a, is a two-handed shove into the back of Dessas. That doesn't win the penalty, but then Tav uh, makes a pass inside the box, takes the ball away from himself, and gets stomped on by one of the Dundee players. It doesn't get an immediate reaction, but it does go to VAR. The ref trots over to take a look at the monitor, and we all know what that means when he goes over to look at that. Um, penalty to Rangers. Fantastic stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I tend to agree with you. I, I would say, if anything, the first the first uh, foul, because it's a foul on Dessers, mm-hmm. is more of a foul than the penalty we do get. And that is a penalty as well. But yeah. the, the, the Dessers one's an absolute stonewaller. It's ridiculous that he didn't even see it because, well, I'm sitting here and in the outskirts of Glasgow and I could see it from... 100 miles away, it, it, it was clear as, as your face, honestly. Um, it, it was, I could believe it actually, but then as you, you say, five, six, seven seconds later, it's apparently anyway. But, um, no, I, I, I couldn't really understand why we didn't get the first one, to be honest with you. But, yeah, and the, the second one, but it is a penalty because uh, yeah. he, he does pretty much, as you say, stamp on Tavernier, doesn't he? Yeah, it's a yellow card probably anywhere else on the pitch. Um, yeah. And, if, and if, if that's the case, then it's going to be a penalty. Um, it took Clancy long enough to make up his mind on it right enough, but you know he does eventually make the right decision because it's pretty difficult to argue with the old video evidence there. Um, Tav does what Tav does. Uh, excellent penalty again. And given the context, you know, missing that one in the previous match... Uh, it was very good to see him, you know, not even hesitate. He's confident enough to go up and take that one. Makes it 5-0. Not only does that look very nice, because a 5-0 always looks very healthy on the old um, on the old fixture and results list, but also that was a goal that takes us level with Celtic on goal difference. Now, we are still five points behind um, in terms of just points one, but that goal difference has been almost an extra point for them at times in previous seasons. So the fact that we've kind of eliminated that as, as a dividing factor is good to see because the direction of travel is only in one way. We've been scoring more goals per game than um, than, we, than we normally would do. That's a good thing because the goal difference, as we've seen from their side, can represent effectively an extra point in the title race. If we, um, if we have any chance of winning this title back... It will happen because we are scoring big against the smaller teams of the league. We are winning and winning well. So for me, I think that was very important just to show that we didn't stop attacking. You know, we've seen in the past where Rangers will get a goal and sit off, get two goals and sit off and and, no, and go for no more. The fact that we kept going and we got the five goals and not only that, but we spread them about the entire team 
really heartening to see for me. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, listen, a couple of years ago when we won the league, Andrew, the, the word that we kept getting uh, relayed to the supporters was re- relentless, relentless, mm-hmm. relentless. That's what this team has to be this season. Uh, you're absolutely correct when you say that, you know, over the last couple of years in particular, their goal difference is effectively at least an extra point to them um, because it's usually 15, 20, 25 better than ours, uh, their goal difference. And that that's huge, actually, over the course of a season, Andrew. They, they, they just have been scoring more goals than we have over the last couple of seasons. Um, and the, the, the one thing I would say about it that we... Um, I didn't think we were absolutely great in the first half last night, Andrew. I thought we were we were decent and tidy, but I thought we were absolutely relentless mm-hmm. and very good in the second half. Very, Definitely. very good. And really didn't give Dundee a prayer, actually. We just kept at them. Uh, as you say, right to the very last minute. Um, we just didn't stop going at them, uh, which is a joy to see as a Rangers fan. I've got to be honest, it is absolutely fantastic to see. Uh, and as I said, at start, it looks like Big Phil's getting his point across. No, absolutely. Um, a 5 0 win always looks good, but in the context of where we've been in this season, you know, the, the, the run that we've been on so far is extremely good to see. So, yeah, long may it continue. Um, that's it. That's the full time. Uh, we talked briefly about the manager's post match comments, but I don't think there was anything else that was major to bring out from that. His remarks on the pyro aside, again, it's um, it's all about consistency and getting us into the habit of winning and winning well. If we can keep doing that, we have, you know, obviously an extremely busy run of fixtures going through, well, basically until the 2nd of January. So I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that we can continue this run. Things look very promising so far. So, yeah, let's uh, let's hope we can uh, keep it up all the way. Well, that cryo chamber seems to be working because bit by bit, every every game every game we're playing, there's another two players back. So, um, who'd have thought it? Eh, that something that helps with uh, muscle and in, muscle injuries, tissue injuries, uh, joint injuries, bone <laughs> injuries. It, it's something that actually helps to heal quickly. Uh, there you go. Meanwhile, we were actually told. I, I, can I tell you something? I was told something when I did the Rangers tour not that long ago, by the guide there, that a lot of, he actually said that a lot of the players don't want to do it, they don't like it, they don't, so they don't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that to me is, uh, and I'm going to be critical of, of Michael Beale here, big time, and perhaps you, because I think he mentioned that Van Brockers didn't you know, buy into either, but that's bad management, Andrew. There's, it's, it's kind of basic science, it's sports science now, isn't it, that that uh, that helps with these injuries, and that is a scientific um, situation that that helps those players get fitter quicker. Um, so the, no wonder Clement has come in and went, "No, get your backsides in there mm-hmm. and get it done," because they're by all by all accounts they are now being forced to get in and do it, go into the chamber and. I think it's that thing, right? You know, a manager should be looking for any advantage that he can get, you know, and that can come down to nutrition, that can come down to different training methods, and it can come down to the proper use of tools to recover as well. Um, We have all these resources. We have one of the best training facilities, hell, in the entire country, if not um, uh, just in our league. So we should be using all of this stuff to its maximum potential. Um, The fact that we weren't, obviously, is pretty damning under the uh, previous management especially as as you said it looks like we are actually getting some of these guys back permanently as opposed to getting them back for two games and then them uh, going off and apparently this is down to personal experience as well uh, big phil was saying you know that this is something that he used a lot to help recover from you know muscle injuries and uh, knocks bumps and bruises that he'd pick up during the course of a game so exactly it's that little and, bit of uh, personal experience that that can probably help sway some of the players to go oh, maybe there is something into this maybe maybe so andrew but then again i i would point to the fact that you could look up quite potentially at this minute in time one of the best teams on the planet at this minute in time england were up at uh, auchenhowie they were up at the training center uh 
training before the game against uh, Scotland at Hamden. And there's actually video footage on on Rangers Twitter account and on uh, RTV of them using it. Now, if those high-profile players that are playing for Real Madrid and Manchester City and Arsenal and Liverpool and Man United uh, and Bayern Munich and <laughs> the list goes on and on and on of all these guys, uh, you know, using our facilities and our own mm-hmm. players' arm. What does that tell you about what was going on at the time? I, I, I you know, there's, and I don't want to go right into this, Andrew, but there's a message there for our players. If those boys are doing it and they're elite level, why are you not when it's right there for you on Absolutely. a daily basis? So, no, completely, yeah. completely. Couldn't agree more, mate. So, we don't have a lot more to cover. We obviously know that we have a League Cup semi-final coming up against Hearts at Hamden. Um, we know, hopefully, our prospective opponents, if we make it through, because the Hibs and Aberdeen game will be played the day before, so we can expect the uh, Hamden pitch to be looking luscious and green afterwards. Yeah. Um, but, nonetheless, it, it's... Again, it's another one of those markers. It's another one of those big games. So it's, um, I think it's very important that we recover well from this one and go straight into the um, to the next game because I, I, I think, you know, we, we've talked in the past about is the league already gone at this point? I don't think it is because I don't think with five points and three old firms left to play that you can say it's done. It is an uphill battle, obviously, but hell, when was a league title ever won the easy way? Um, so that that is what it is. Nonetheless, this League Cup semi-final is an important step on the way to getting our first bit of silverware, and it would be a real good marker for Clement to point to and say, look at what I can achieve just with this other squad of players, um, because he could have that under his belt and one and in the trophy cabinet before we even get to the January transfer window. So I don't think it's... Um, it's an understatement in terms of how important this game is, not only for the context of our season, but also for the manager himself. It's going to be a big one. I think Hearts will be right up for it, especially given uh, our uh, previous result over them. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one immensely. Um, I think it'll be a good contest, and uh, I hope we can go ahead and get the, uh, the right result on the day. I'll, I'll start from where you started at the beginning, Andrew, about the league. Uh, I'm a I'm a quite a big believer in this that you know see at seven points that that gap is effectively three games they've got to drop points in three games for you to narrow that all you know when it goes down to the five points Andrew it's only two games and all it means is that you know even two drop points there uh, but you know from from Celtic means that it's down to one game and that that is not anywhere near over uh, so I, I'm a big believer in that when it goes down to effectively two games uh, mm-hmm. it's, it is game on um, the pressure's all on us though the, the, you know uh, when a game is for talking sake here Andrew if a game is sitting there and it's level with 10 minutes to go uh, we're going to feel more pressure our players are mm-hmm. going to feel more pressure than their players are because the gap is still there and they know at the end of the, the, end of close, you know, the close of the day um, that they'll still be top if you know what I mean, but mm-hmm. that's all I would say. That the, the league is on, um, and we have to be realistic and and say, yeah, it's, as you said, it's going to be tough, and it's you know we are the underdogs because we are the ones that are sitting behind, but it's it is there, it is there yeah. for this team. Um, as for uh, Sunday's game, I can't believe that the SFA made Rangers play the second game of the weekend and the League Cup semi-final weekend yet again. I, 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 don't, I don't ever really recall us playing in the Saturdays since Mr. Doncaster uh, uh, came in, do you? I, I, it always seems to be... It's one of those weird coincidences, Kenny, you know, like uh, how Celtic never get a home game on Remembrance Sunday or anything like that. It's no, just a, it's, it's a weird it's, it's a weird coincidence is what it is. It's you know, just it's bizarre, isn't obviously. it? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, let, let's, let's play it um, rainy season on the sh- one of the shittiest pitches <laughs> in Scotland, and let's play two games in twenty hours on it. You know, it, it's incredible yeah. uh, that they do this. Um, but anyway, 
Um, I, I'm looking forward to Sunday. I, I actually think you're bang on. I think Hearts will have a point to prove. They, they'll still yes. be feeling slightly aggrieved at the the fact that uh, they had that game won the other day uh, yeah. and lost it. Um, listen, we, we were the better side on the day. Let's not kid ourselves on. We deserved to win that game. But mm. they did play all right. I thought they were fairly decent hearts. I thought they were fairly compact and oh, did for, their job right. Yeah. Kenny, Kenny, for 80 minutes, they were the better team. I, I don't think there's any doubt. Well, it's, I, I it's, thought Rangers were the better side, but I thought they were they were very organised, Andrew, I must admit. Yeah. And I, and I think the, the problem that hearts had with that game in particular was that they decided one nil was sufficient. That was going to be enough. Exactly, yeah. And ultimately, it proved not to be the case. And, you know, Rangers ourselves, we've been bitten by that particularly um, in painful circumstances where we've tried to sit back and defend the 1-0 lead. It's not every day that, you know, your opposition comes back and scores two goals in the course of three minutes to oh, um, to really true. stick it to you. But still, it, it's just proven that point that you can't ever count anything for granted. So Hearts absolutely will be aggrieved about this one and be wanting to prove a point. But equally, this is a game that I think Clement will have the players right up for because... It represents so much to this team in terms of proving that they can they can do the business here. But it also is something big for Clement to prove that he can do the business here as well. Progress in the Cups and bring us one step closer towards finally, finally getting the League Cup back into our trophy cabinet because it has been far too long since it's been there. Yeah, and it's a wide pitch. If we can use that width, we can stretch that Hearts team big time. Uh, and that's what I would say. We, I would expect us to have the bulk of the ball again, Andrew. And and that's what we need to do: stretch the game, make it as stretched as we possibly can. Because with all respect to them, we we have better players than they do. Uh, so if we turn up and perform, and as you say, have that uh, drive and determination to win the game, then I'm I, 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 and I've not counting chickens, but I'm fairly confident that we'll get a result if we turn up and do what we, you know, you know, similar to what we did last night, put it that way. Um, mm-hmm. The thing I would say is, again, I, I totally agree with you, with is uh, Clement will have them right up for this. Uh, he really will. Uh, and as you say, it's a perfect opportunity for him to turn around and prove to the supporters, the media here, his own players, more importantly, First and foremost, his own players, he's a winner and he'll get them two finals and he'll get them winning trophies. And if he can do that right away, it's a proper momentum booster, Andrew. Um, no, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to this one. Um, but we will um, we will talk about that one, hopefully in the context of a uh, famous Rangers victory uh, next week. But before we go, very important business. We continue to be sponsored by our good friends over at Pie Sports. If you want to get yourself a nice little discount on some pies, you can use the discount code, which is in the description of the podcast below. That's SAT at three, S-A-T at symbol, and then number three. That'll get you 10% off any purchase of pies that you make. We also want to hear your submissions for Pie of the Week. Um, This can be the biggest banger, the biggest idiot that you've seen out there. We want your nominations. Um... Because if you submit those, you are entered into the draw and you can potentially win yourself some free pies from Pie Sports. So please get those in, either by reaching out on Twitter, sending them to the email address, which is in the description. Um, yeah, let us know your pies. And um, yeah, you're in for the chance to win some really good free pies. And that's always a good thing. Of course. <laughs> so there's not a lot more to say then kenny uh, it has been a pleasure chatting about rangers for geez an hour with you um oh it's always amazing how we can find good things to talk about with rangers when we've battered the team five yeah. nil um but it's been a pleasure to have you on for the 100th episode mate uh you know like i said we uh, we love doing this. We want to keep doing it. We want you guys to keep letting us know that you're enjoying it, or if you're not, let us know why, and um, we'll keep cranking them out. Uh, here's the next hundred, and let's hope we don't get another two managers while we uh, while we do them, because <laughs> uh, that's that's probably not a healthy position to be in, really. <laughs> Listen, thank you, Andrew. Uh, it, it, thoroughly enjoyable night. It is a lot easier to sit there and discuss. 
uh, Rangers when you're on the back of a tremendous five, you know, a, a great performance and a tremendous mm-hmm. result, put it that way. Um, and that was thoroughly entertaining night tonight, Andrew. I hope you enjoyed yourself as much as uh, I did. I certainly did, Kenny. It's, it's always <laughs> a good time, mate. Um, so we encourage you guys who are listening to check us out on all the various social media platforms. I think we're pretty much everywhere. Twitter, threads, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. We're there. Um, you can also listen to the podcast pretty much everywhere. You can get your good podcasts. So that's Apple, that's Spotify, that's Amazon Music. You can hit us up pretty much everywhere. All the links, as I say, are in the description below. So please do check those out. Uh, I want to thank you guys again for listening. Kenny, I want to thank you as well, mate. Uh, Mr. Reliable, you'll uh, you'll always be there. So uh, thank you very much for, uh, for joining me on this one, man. Not at all, Andrew. Thank you for having me on. It was a cracking night. Always good, man. And uh, again, thank you to the listeners. We will be back to discuss the uh, result of the semi-final either way, and also to then preview the tie in the Europa League. Back at home again for a Europa League night against Sparta Prague, which I'm sure will be a tame and calm affair. So we look forward to that one. Until we talk to you again, bye for now. <laughs>